Welcome to another episode of Midweek Meditation on the FPO Podcast, a weekly devotional podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Obelika. Each week, we take a look at one of the passages from the FPO Bible Reading Plan and have a devotional conversation about what God is teaching us in it and how to apply it in our lives. For more information on how to join us as we engage the Bible together, please visit firstpresopelika.org. Hey there, First Press family. Welcome to this week's episode of our midweek meditation. James Hurd and I are here. And last week, we actually looked ahead to one of the Psalms uh, that we ended up reading, Psalm chapter 51. And today, we actually want to look ahead as well to the last chapter of Luke, which is in our FPO Bible reading plan for later this week. It's a famous story, uh, James, that we want to look at today. Um, my Bible has it on the road to Emmaus. It's that famous story where Jesus is, uh, or rather two of Jesus' disciples are dra- traveling from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And Jesus meets them on the road, and he has this really interesting um, encounter with these two disciples. It's in, uh, it appears, uh, the immediate wake of Jesus raising from the dead. And if you've read the Bible or been following along with us, you know there was a lot that happened there. You know, Mary runs to the tomb. She's met by the angels. She goes and tells the disciples. And we really just get this mixed mixed experience and response from Jesus' own followers. Um, Though Jesus had made it clear that he was going to be delivered over that he was going to suffer and that he was going to die and that on the third day he was going to raise, uh, I think we're told in one place, it seemed to the disciples that it was an idle tale. <laughs> and they're still not sure how to process it all. Mm-hmm. And we get this interaction that Jesus has with these two disciples. And so as you read through this long uh, this long paragraph here, verses 13 to 35 in Luke, Luke chapter 24, uh, what were some of the observations that you made of just watching Jesus as he engages these disciples in the wake of his resurrection? Yeah, great, great question. I think, I guess this passage really helps me remember that, you know, that point we make very often that nobody expected him to rise from the dead, right? He had said so over and over again, mm-hmm. but no one actually expected it when he died. They were confused that that was actually hidden from them the full meaning of what would happen and so here's we know one of them is Cleopas and we don't know the other person but they've been following Jesus they know who he is they call him a great prophet the one they thought would redeem Israel they thought he was it these aren't just two random dudes no they they know Jesus they've been around for a few years yes they should have have gotten it they should have right they probably have talked with the apostles and they've heard Jesus's teaching and they were around they were present and then Jesus dies this is on Easter so they were around for when Mary came back with the news and said hey I think Jesus rose from the dead Like, I talked to an angel who told me the stone was rolled away. They heard that, it says in 22 through 24, and now they're walking away. Mm. Right? They have heard the first 
testimony, the first proclamation that Jesus very well might be alive again. And they are on the road to Emmaus. Like, they didn't stay. It, se- it still seems so ridiculous to them that they want to get back to their lives or the appointments they had in Emmaus or whatever was going on. And Jesus comes to them likely in their just total misunderstanding, total doubt, total, let's just get back to our lives. Mm. And he is compassionate, he is patient, and he just unpacks the Bible to them. Yeah. I know you were talking a lot about uh, just as Jesus is unpacking Moses and the prophets, what really stuck out to you as Jesus is speaking to these guys? Yeah, I think a couple of things. I mean, I think it's easy it's easy for us to really distance ourselves from exactly what these guys would have been feeling and going through. Mm-hmm. It's easy for us just to read this and be like, oh, cool story, two guys walking from Jerusalem, whatever. You know, they were around. <laughs> and it's easy to be detached from what's going on in them internally. Mm-hmm. I mean, in verse 21, you mentioned it, you know, they're basically sharing the gospel. Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. And in verse 21, there's this like lamentable exasperation. What a couple of words together um, that they share. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem yeah. we Israel. We had hoped. We had we hoped. We don't hope anymore. But even that, like Jesus wasn't just some dude that was like, oh yeah, we heard of Jesus before. I mean, like... They had staked a lot on Jesus, apparently. Yeah. And so just they find themselves now thinking, wow. I mean, just I'm imagining the processing of emotions of just, wow, was it all worth it? We just wasted a year, two years, three years of our life. You know, Mm -hmm. like they're just in this, they're in a tough place. Yeah. And Jesus shows up and, you know, in verse 25, he says to them, Oh, foolish ones, slow of heart to believe all the, that the prophets have spoken. So Jesus penetrates. He, mm. he exposes their doubt. He exposes their lack of understanding, their unbelief in many ways. Uh, but he doesn't stop there. Um, it says, you know, it wasn't not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory. And then I love this in verse 27. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Mm. And we hear that we're like, yeah, man, Jesus preached the gospel to him from the Bible. And it's like, yep, that's true. But this is before the New Testament has been written. <laughs> uh, so he starts in Moses, which is the law. Mm-hmm. And then he goes through all the prophets. And like, I'm just wondering, how long was this journey? Like, that seems like a really long sermon. <laughs> right. All the prophets, he can, uh, you know, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures. But basically from beginning to end, Jesus showed them how, hey, uh, I am who I claimed I was. And if you just paid attention to your own Bible, you, you would have seen these things. He just mm-hmm. graciously deals with them right where they are. Yeah. And that's what we see Jesus doing throughout. You know, uh, we were joking earlier that um, I struggle with, and I know many people do, that idea that uh, we're on Jesus's team and like we have a jersey and we get to sit on the bench, the whole deal, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. But that Jesus often like looks down the bench and sees us and is like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if we have to put that guy in, things are rough. <laughs> you know what I yes. mean? That, 
they're like he, that he's like and father we, why did you choose the that same guy way. we're yeah. like mm, i don't know if you should put me in the game yeah so we, we we doubt ourselves and we we live functionally at times as though jesus himself is just like ah oh, i just don't want to put up with these people mm-hmm. where are the all stars where are the people that don't doubt and just have it figured out mm-hmm. and in reality, we, we actually never see Jesus acting that way. We see him constantly dealing patiently and graciously with his people. You know, I mean, just in the past few chapters of Luke and in Mark, as we've been going through that, I mean, you see the way Jesus deals gently with Peter in his doubt. Like, he knows Peter's going to doubt, and yet he's gracious to him. He restores him. He fully... Uh, gives him an opportunity to overcome that. I mean, I think about, uh, we were talking about um, the disciple Thomas, who basically, as you pointed out, is just basically throwing up every barrier he can and saying, (laughs) like, unless this happens, unless this happens, I'll never believe. (laughs) Right. The most ridiculous things. The most ridiculous things. Like, well, I'm going to put my finger in the spear. Unless I can put my finger into the spear hole. And you're like, come on, Thomas. And then Jesus shows up and is like, hey, Thomas. Here, uh, put your finger into my hands. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's here's my side. And you don't get a sense that he's like demeaning him and being like, come on, Thomas. Mm-hmm. No, he just meets him where he is. And Jesus doesn't always do that all the time. I mean, I, I know I have friends and family members who have struggled with doubts, and I've prayed, Lord, show up and do that. Yeah. And he hadn't answered that way. But what we do see is Jesus just being very gracious and patient with mm-hmm. us. He recognizes that we're a work in process mm-hmm. and that uh, the, I think the encouragement for me is that my lack of understanding, my immaturity at times, whatever it is, uh, it doesn't surprise Jesus and it doesn't put him off either. Yeah. He's so infinitely patient and he comes to us where we are when we are in process. He's not, I have to remind myself of this all the time. Jesus, the standard he sets for us is perfection, but he's not saying you have to be perfect right now. Mm-hmm. He's leading us into that and drawing us into that. And mm-hmm. he knows that we're not there right now, that mm-hmm. he's not throwing me aside when I make one mistake, but instead he's saying, okay, you heard them say that I rose from the dead. And you're walking to a mass. I'm going to come meet you where you are. I'm coming to you. And what a just wonderful picture mm-hmm. of how Jesus comes for us and how he doesn't let us go. Uh, I think there are lots of times in my life that if it had been up to me, I wouldn't be here in uh, at FPO as a Christian. It was because God himself did not let me go. Mm-hmm. He tracked me down and he followed me and he held on so that when I was tempted to give up, when I was tempted to walk away, he was the one that held me fast. Mm-hmm. I wasn't holding on to him at all in those moments. Yeah, He's so gracious and so kind and so patient, as you pointed out. Yeah, um, we all have veers that we, you know, because of, you know, probably nature and nurture, mm-hmm. we we naturally veer one way or the other. And some of us view Jesus through the lens of he's just mostly truth. He's mm-hmm. hard. He brings the law. 
And so we respond out of that. There's others of us who go the exact opposite way. Jesus is just full of grace. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I use it as a license to sin or whatever. Uh, but what we actually see is that Jesus is perfectly full of grace and truth. Yeah. We even see that here. Like he comes to these disciples. He listens to their lament. And he doesn't. I mean, he rebukes them some. Um, he, he, he's not He's not content with unbelief. Mm-hmm. Um but he's gracious in how he deals with him. But he's also honest. He knows the responses. Like he takes him back to the word of God. Yeah. Jesus knows exactly what we need in the moment. He knows when we need him to be firm mm-hmm. and to give us the word and to pierce us with the sword of the spirit. And he knows when we just literally need an arm around the shoulder yeah. and just to be listened to and to be heard. And obviously, he's the perfect Savior and high priest. And that's the point, is Jesus mm-hmm. knows exactly how to deal with us wherever he finds us. We're not, he's not put off by our, our doubts, our struggles, but he's also not content to leave us where he finds us. He yeah. comes to where we are, and then graciously, uh, by his Spirit, by his Word, he... He drags us back to himself, back to the truth. And to your point, these men had tried to walk away, but I love how the end of the story is like, we better go back and tell the <laughs> disciples. And so that's always what happens is we mm-hmm. launch out thinking, oh, no, this is the way I need to go. Jesus wouldn't understand. And then he meets us. He throws an arm around us. He gives us the truth. And the end of the day is he leads us back down yeah. the path where we need to go. We hope and pray that whatever path you're on today, um, our trust is that Jesus is going to meet you there. And one of the places he does that is in his word as we draw near to it in faith. And so uh, we would encourage you, keep going in your Bible reading. Keep praying for uh, the living Lord Jesus by his spirit to encounter you on the road today. And we know that that will be good because it will be full of grace and truth. We love you guys. We look forward to being together next week.